1: After all, it's only pressure. You got this.
0: Adidas. The Blues in action tonight. They take on the Minnesota Wild in the Twin Cities. And yesterday, the Wild fired their head coach in the midst of a seven-game losing streak. Dean Evason is out. John Hines is in as the new head coach of the Minnesota Wild. Joining us now on the celebrity line is our friend, the TV voice of the Blues, John Kelly. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great, Randy. How are you guys? Doing well. And, uh, John, you've seen it a million times with coaching changes that happen all the time during the season in the National Hockey League. And more times than not, it seems a team gets a little bit of a bump from uh, a coach firing, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, no question. And, you know, right now, as you said, the the Wild are winless in seven games. You know, Randy, Everson was with the Wild for parts of five years and his record was 147, 77, and 27, and he gets fired. <laughs> so it's a tough business, and that's just the way it is. Um, I think the biggest thing for the, the Minnesota Wild is that their top players, including Kirill Kaprizov, have not played very well, and they have not gotten good goaltending. So when you have that combination of your, your best players not being your best players, then that's really tough. And obviously in hockey, as we know, if you have, if you have poor goaltending – you're going nowhere. So, you know, right now they're sitting five ten and 4. Um, there's still a lot of hockey to go. So they feel, and uh, former Blues player Bill Guerin, who's now the general manager here, feels there's still time to salvage the season. And that's why they hired John Hines, who, of course, was fired this past summer by Nashville.
0: Jake Neighbors moving up to the top line, and he really handled that really well. What did you think of Jake Neighbors in these past two games really stepping up on that top line with Robert Thomas and Pavel Buchnevich? He just looks like he fit right in.
1: Well, he does, Brooke, and I just think in the last maybe two or three weeks, we've just seen Jake Neighbors take a step up in his uh, progression right before our eyes. And, you know, that's not to say that he isn't going to have struggles and he's still a young player in just his third year, um, but he's using his speed really well and driving the net. And if you do that, you're going to get chances, and if you have hands and skill like Neighbors does, you're going to get goals. And, oh, by the way, he's playing with two really good players in Robert Thomas and Pavel Buchnevich. I mean, that play by Buchnevich on his second goal the other day in Chicago when he picked the pocket of of the rookie defenseman behind the net was a great play, and, you know, Jake was wide open and all he had to do was finish. But I think the biggest things for Jake, as I said, is he's skating really well right now and going to the net. And if he does that and continues to do that, those two guys are going to find him in the pocket. J.K., the Blues got a good win on Sunday versus the Blackhawks, but Friday evening had a tough loss against Nashville. What, what do you make of the losses that they've had where they're giving up five-plus goals in
0: those games?
1: Yeah, it's it's been feast or famine for this team. Um, as you said, the Blues this year, they've played 20 games, and in a dozen of those games, um, the score has been decided by three goals or more. They've won five of those and lost seven, so – You know, I think I've said this before on the show is when the Blues don't have their A game and and that's going to happen, obviously, during the course of an 82 game season, they can't have a D game or an F game. They have to play, you know, more of a C or B minus game and just find a way. And, you know, the game on Friday, though, quite honestly, the Blues had come back late from Arizona. They got in around three in the morning on uh, Thanksgiving morning and then had to play Friday afternoon against a team that was in St. Louis and ready to go. So it, it was a bit of an aberration. At the same time, Nashville's playing really well, and 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 they're playing their best hockey of the season. So I think sometimes, and I know that fans might not want to hear this, but sometimes you just have to sort of throw the game away and say, it just wasn't our best effort uh, by a long shot, and we move on. And just delete it from from your mind. And I think that's what the Blues did on Sunday in Chicago. They played a much better game and just forgot about that terrible effort, quite honestly, Friday against uh, the Preds.
0: John Kelly with us on 101 ESPN. And, J.K., Jordan Cairo is in an interesting situation. I, I think J- Jordan Cairo is kind of that guy that is in a no-win. He's played better defensively. His offense is down. Uh, you, uh, you've you brought this up before, especially in the first seven, eight, nine games of the year. There were a couple of, power, uh, couple of uh, breakaways that he missed, kind of snake bit but Kyrou, at the end of the day, he's only on pace for 16 goals. Is there any difference with Cairo's offense aside from the fact that he just hasn't been able to get the biscuit in the basket on those great opportunities?
1: Well, I think really right now it's a confidence thing, Randy. And, you know, I, I say that because I, I watch him play and he gets chances. And I think for the most part, he works hard every night. Uh, there are still some nights where his puck plays are just not clean enough and he's he's careless with the puck. But you're going to get that with a young player, regardless if it's, you know, neighbors or Cairo or, or whomever. Um, but right now what I see is when he gets the puck in his scoring area, then he's making the extra play, and at, at times making the wrong play. You know, he he's shooting when he should be passing and, and, and passing when he should be shooting. So to me, he needs to break out with a big game, get two or three goals, and get his confidence back because he, he's still getting really good chances. And now, you know, he's playing – down the lineup a little bit with, with Kevin Hayes and Sod, So they used him with with Hayes and, and of course, Robert Thomas and, and also Braden Shen. So he's, he's played on different lines. Uh, I really think that he needs a big game to, to get himself going. I, I just really think right now it's just a confidence thing with him.
0: With Jacob Verana, I know that he was back-to-back healthy scratches um, this season at several points, and then he got back in the lineup Sunday against Chicago. What do you think about that whole situation with Verana?
1: Well, Brooke, it's a case of, um, you know, when when a player doesn't play well, the coach doesn't have a lot of options, right? You know, you you can play him, you can cut his lifetime, you can can sit him out and things like that. The bottom line to me, um, for a few games there, Verona just wasn't playing hard. And I I can't really say it any better than that or any more clearly. If if a player is not going to compete hard, and do the things that the coach wants him to do, which is to skate hard and get to the net and, and be intense and win puck battles, then you got to sit him out. So um, I did talk to, to Coach Bruby yesterday after practice, and he thought that his intensity was up against Chicago, um, was skating well, and had some good chances. So, you know, that's all a coach can ask of a player is, is to work hard and, and play the way you're supposed to play you know, fourth liners don't play the same as first liners, right? I mean, everyone has the role. And if Ron is not going to use his speed and, and obviously his great shot, but the biggest thing is his compete. If he doesn't compete, then he's going to have a hard time staying in the lineup. That's just the way I see it. Is that the the only recourse you can have is just not allowing a guy to play when they aren't – I mean, your job as a professional athlete is to play hard every single day. If you're not doing that, uh, you probably aren't going to have a job for much longer. Is, is that the case here, or are we just going to continue to, to work our way through it? Yeah, well, I mean, I try to be positive, uh, Kerry. I mean, I hope the kid does well and, and performs really well. But, you know, the only options are for a player, obviously, aside from sitting him out – is to trade him, and trades are almost impossible in today's NHL, um, or you can put him on waivers and send him down, and he might get claimed and you lose an asset for nothing. So, Mm. you know, that's just the way it is. I mean, every coach has a couple of players that he has to push at times, and players are in and out of the lineup. That's the way it is in the NHL. And, And right now, you know, Verona played well for the Blues last year when he came over from Detroit. He had really good numbers in the last quarter of the season, but the challenge is to carry that over into this season when the games are meaningful. I mean, let's be honest. Last year in the last six weeks of the season, the games were not meaningful, and there wasn't a lot of pressure on the Blues and their individual players, but now there is. And, you know, right now they're in a playoff spot, and they need to keep winning. So um, he just has to play hard and, and show intensity, and if he does that, he will score goals, and good things will happen. Hopefully it does.
0: Finally, John, the Blues are in the midst of 8 of 10 on the road, and I think it's 9 of... Uh nine of 13 that are that they're going to play on the road. At some point, this is going to come back and benefit the Blues, who are a better team, by the way, at home than on the road. But 500 on the road is not bad. But ultimately, as this season unfolds, these early road stretches for the Blues are going to benefit them because they'll get a ton of home games. Well,
1: exactly. And, you know, they've won three straight in the road, Randy, as you have said. Uh, they're trying to get to over four games over 500, for the first time in two years tonight, they, they were never four games over 500 all of last year. So that, you know, they, they sort of had, um, you know, obviously very inconsistent play last year and this year they've been inconsistent in, and, and now they won three straight on the road. So it's a point now where can you put together a really nice winning streak and, you know, get some separation from those other teams that are the chasing teams right now. I mean, Calgary won again last night and, and they're coming on. Nashville's playing really well. So it would be hooped the Blues to put together a streak of, you know, seven wins out of eight games, something like that, instead of winning two, losing one, you know, very inconsistent play. So hopefully they can be more consistent. Um, but it's going to be a challenge tonight because, as we said earlier, any time a team fires a coach, they're going to get an initial burst, and I'm sure the Wild will be tough tonight here at home.
0: John Kelly, it's always great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. Enjoy the day, and we'll be tuned in tonight for the Blues in the Wild. All right guys guys thank you very much you've a great day you too